everybody, welcome to the Mind to Watch podcast. Before I start, please follow the Austin to Watch show. Please follow the Austin to Watch show group on Facebook. Thank you so very much. As we hit a week into NBA training camp, one thing that's been obvious is that Ben Simmons don't want to come back. Well, today, it has been noted that Ben Simmons does not want to be a 76er. He does not want to be back in Philly. He wants to be with any other team but the 76ers. Doc Rivers was on first take this morning in an interview with Stephen A. Smith, basically patting his side in all this saying he wants Ben back, and hopefully that, in time, Ben would like to get back to the team. Now, Ben's on a four-year contract that is remaining with the 76ers, so the ball court is on the 76ers' side. But do you really want this guy here? Do all this turmoil, frustration between him and the GMs and everybody up top? It's been a tug of war silently going on in the Philadelphia Association between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And in this era of sports, they're not really going to tell you that, but this is what I feel it is. This is a bootleg 2001 version of Shaq and Kobe. But Shaq and Kobe weren't able to just leave whenever they wanted to. They were told by the guys upstairs, you going to hoop. At least until we feel you're done. Different era though. So where does it go from here? I believe that they have to move him quick. And now the value may not be the best or the value that you expected it to be. But you can't have him there. You cannot. You have your face of Philadelphia. The process is over. Joel Embiid is the winner of all that. You took the guy that potentially could get injured again over the guy that can't hit a jump shot because in all everything else Ben Simmons provides for you yes he doesn't provide the jump shot every possession but he gives you size gives you incredible defensive antics it gives you long stretch and he and he he likes to go inside you gotta bring him to a team that gives him that if he wants to build a team around him, which is what I think this is. I think Ben Simmons is tired of him being in the limelight for negative things. Meanwhile, Joe Embiid, he's seeing him get all the praise and everything that a superstar or at least the guy who has the keys to the city should have. That's what it comes down to. Philly, Get rid of Ben Simmons ASAP. The best value is right now. Believe that. NFL Week 2 gets cracking tomorrow. Panthers, Houston, Texas. Catch it. Panthers should win that game. Texas going without Tyrod Taylor. After, I believe, the hamstring against the Browns. Going down after he scored a touchdown. Panthers have been playing exceptionally well. I could, I expect them to continue to roll. 
up until week four. But for the Texans, this is the beginning of the saga. That is, Deshaun Watson, no, he will not be playing. But this is going to give more depth into that situation, though it should not even be a situation in the NFL no more. It should be a situation on the other side of the street, and that's the courthouse. But week two was a blast. Week three should be even better. Got some key injuries to discuss early. Tour out. Fractured ribs will not play against the Raiders. Derek Carr on the other side for the Raiders will be playing. Andy Dalton will not be playing after his non-contact injury last week. Justin Fields will get his first start against the Cleveland Browns. That is awesome. That is great. Odell Beckham Jr. hopefully ready to go practicing this week. That is great to hear. Awesome to hear. Carson Wentz, both ankles still messed up. We'll find out as game day comes if he's going to play. Ben Roethlisberger, on the other hand. Something wrong with the petrol set. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is a guy that we know plays through all injuries for the most part. But this is the latter part of his career. And it seems like he still is pulling Pittsburgh strings to have him play. It's hurting him in preparation, they're saying. But he's going to try to play Sunday. But this is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh kind of knew the situation would probably happen with him getting hurt or banged up at some point. And they're just going to stick with it. And this shows you that they have no belief in none of their QBs to go out there and win because Roethlisberger most likely will be playing Sunday and hobbled and bangled with a bunch of receivers that he's going to need to get it to in a running game with no offensive line. Right now, they're struggling. That, I don't know if that's going to change. My upset earlier in the week, week three, I'm so far in my mind liking the Rams over the Buccaneers. Now, the NFL needs a story for the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC. Two weeks going in, doesn't seem like any teams are going to catch that route, but the Rams do have a chance this year. New addition, new quarterback. Hopefully, they get them to the top. Let's see if the Hollywood story takes a turn they could be Tom and them Bucks Cowboys Eagles I'm a Cowboys fan y'all know what it is we play Monday night against the Eagles we've seen the Cowboys lose in an incredible opening night game we've seen them win a close one against the Chargers I'm looking for a dumping of the Philadelphia Eagles this is a division game if anybody knows how these two teams play usually they split last year I believe Philly I believe Philly got the best of us first. We got the best of them later. But Jalen Hurst played us last year. This is the second time. Should be an interesting game. I see the Cowboys winning in a close one. They should be exciting. You know fireworks go up whenever these two teams play. I can't wait for the NFL Week 3. I cannot wait. What 0-2 teams will blossom? I still like Atlanta's chances, I believe. I still like their chances despite Matt Ryan not playing Good early, the schedule was favorable in the next few weeks. They should be able to overcome. If you're 0-2, you know, you got teams like, you know, the, the Jaguars hang your season up. You know, that's the type of thing you got to do right now. The Giants, people say hang it up, but I'm not going to hang it up on the Giants right now. Get them time. You know, through talking to a few of my friends, you know, they're probably just, you know, trying to get Saquon acquainted in a way a running back is. If you have a second running back, use him. If this running back's hurt, don't really play him like that. We know he just wants to be on the field. 
get that guy prepared and get him ready because later in the season when his legs are fresh somewhat and everybody else is not, Saquon's going to be able to do some things. Catch us more on our podcast over here, Austin Watt Productions, for more NFL talk every time you hear this podcast. A Packers win Monday night against the Detroit Lions. Shout out to Green Bay for that lovely 35-17 whopping in the Lions. Great second half from the team overall. Struggled early, but the Lions are the Lions. But Aaron Rodgers still isn't pleased with the media. Still isn't pleased, and this has been dragging on since the offseason. But I'm going to pretty much say it like it is. Aaron Rodgers, you've made this the story this season. You wanted your last dance, right? This is what you called it, right? So how are we, the media, supposed to react to that? Even people not affiliated with the media, including myself, feel about that. It's not hate, brother. It's a debate. Some people are going to debate your way or either going to debate the other way. But one thing you got to continue to do is keep playing. And I think this kind of stirs you up when you got Mahomes who really can have a bad game and people still say he's the best. And Tom Brady can probably have the same. But when you struggle, you feel the whole heat and wrath of it. Not to say that Mahomes and Brady don't feel wrath when they play bad, but it's worse on you because you're the third wheel. And it's weird being the third wheel anywhere. We all can at least relate to that somewhat. This season, you have put it all on the line for the Packers. The GMs, the organization, everybody. Everybody has the highest expectations you guys this season. Number one, because you said this may be your last year or it is your last year. Number two is you bring some people that you like to come back. Randall Cobb, you know, they didn't pay Devontae Adams, so that's a hiccup. And this goes the more to show you that Aaron may be too much focused on himself this season rather than just the team, but it's early, way too early. We know Aaron Rodgers is going to go on the field and produce. That's not the problem. The problem is in the team game, overall the team feeling. And you may not hear everybody in the Green Bay locker room talk about Aaron Rodgers in a positive light or even a negative light. But play tells it all. Week one, you didn't come prepared. You guys did. Week two, lighter game, little bigger stage on Monday night, you showed something. But we were really surprised about that because you should have beat the Lions. Even if you won by seven points. Cool. Aaron, get it together. It's the NFL season. It's not Jeopardy. This is not Cancun or wherever you went to during your offseason. You've gotten your break. you got to relax. Now, Aaron, let people that work, non-football, do what they got to do, man, to not only get the chicken, but because of the daily lives. And you keep doing what you do during your daily life, bro. And that's keep killing the opposition, man. And every time you do it... <laughs> Hate gonna come anyway, bro. Hate's the word that's gonna be around forever. Everybody has, everybody should have not only a 
play that may be the best of all time to them, but plays that positively, spiritually gave you uplift in either your game, in life, at home, anything. It's a lot of them. A lot of them for me. You know, Terrell Owens, Kobe Bryant. I'm just listing people from, you know, who I watched from career start to career finish. Kobe Bryant, Terrell Owens, Tiger Woods. The list goes on and on. But somebody mentioned that he's done with boxing the other day, and and this guy deserves to be on that list. Manny Pacquiao. Awesome career. Maybe the best boxer I've ever seen box. And that's real. Talk. A man that never backed away from a challenge. A man that always stood up to a challenge. Rather, it was an opponent that he was going to beat in two rounds. Or an opponent that he was going to slug with. Or an opponent that he fought so many times that, hey, he beat him. Vice versa. Draws. And all that. 62 wins, you can't beat that. You can take losses. Every boxer is most likely going to take a loss. Shout out to the ones that didn't. Live your career that way. That's what they say in boxing. Eight losses. Total 72 fights. Man's fighting since the age. Young age. Young teenager. And, and, and you see a lot of boxers, and we see the generation today of boxers where you don't get the good matchups. You don't get the right matches at the right time. Storylines get too blown out of proportion. Years go by, you don't get that. Manny has probably gave everybody their dreams and wishes throughout his career. Though the Mayweather fight, I feel, should have been fought years earlier, and I just feel like they just threw it out there. But Manny went out there that night as well and still took part. Didn't like the last fight where he lost, where basically, you know, kind of made excuses. But it's father time. Your legs get cramped. You start feeling different at a certain time. And that can happen at any given point with any boxer. But you get to live to tell your story in this game where a lot of people can't even stand up to tell it. Best boxer alive leaves a sport where it's kind of drowning right now with the likes of Jake and the Paul brothers. And not to say that they're not entertaining and there's a new wave of boxing and people are watching it, but the old boxing feel you're never going to get back. This is what America has given us. This type of boxing, this type of exhibition, whatever you want to call it. But when you list all the boxers that fought in your time, for me, I was born in 88. If I can list all the boxers that fought from 88 to now, Manny Pacquiao is on my list if I was able to see 2020, which I am, or if I'm lying. That's how much just of a fight he affected me. Live on, go, continue your, your, your run for um, supremacy. In the Philippines. And. Maybe. One more fight in the future. 
But rest well. And I hope you and your family are here to enjoy life after boxing. And in the meantime, who's going to come up, step to the plate to be who Manny Pacquiao was? Ton of good fights going up in the next few weeks. Check out Joshua Erzik this Saturday, October 9th. Check out Wilder Fury Part 3. Check that out for sure. Gonna be amazing. Got Dylan White entering the ring soon enough. Got a bunch of fights. Can't wait because I love boxing. I can't live without basketball, boxing, football. That's just what it is. No, I'm not the ultimate baseball fanatic. But I can discuss some baseball a bit. It's been a been a wild season, the least. Isn't ML, isn't every MLB season though? From a season of pitchers being searched like there's some criminals on the street to teams talking about the MLB telling them not to focus their policies. It's been a hell of a ride, but this time of year, you know, brings in for, you know, earlier in the summer free agent pickups, and now, you know, the race to the playoffs, wild card spots, and such and such. So an American League looks like an AL East showdown for these wild card spots as the Red Sox are, of course, up in the wild card standings, but they also are... You know, second place in their division, and the Blue Jays and the Yankees are behind. It's been a seesaw between the three teams, as Toronto's been the harder team, but Boston was the team that was hot first. But the Yankees been the team that was hot even in between that. And the Rays are just sitting there, sitting there. And you got the Seattle Mariners, which this season, from just a better standpoint, has been wild. Because that's a team that sometimes, you know, you want to bet to lose and they win. <laughs> like, but you got the Oakland A's three games back as well. Cleveland Indians, Detroit Tigers, their season's probably over. No catch up there. Probably not going to happen. Then the National League, the Dodgers are sitting pretty on top. But then again, you got the Cardinals. Cardinals are always playing exceptional baseball. What a great organization the Cardinals are throughout the years. At least I've been living exceptionally well. They get good players. Now and again, you know, they may have some slumps, but, you know, they get themselves right back to the occasion and, and what is at stake. Got the Cincinnati Reds four games back. Philadelphia Phillies four and a half games back. Padres five games back. Mets eight and a half. Season's throwing down. I know there's not many games left. Let's see schedule here on our horizon for September 22nd. Today is Wednesday. We got Toronto Tampa Bay playing right now. Tampa Bay is up 7-0. We got Washington, Miami at 640. Baltimore, Philly at 705. Texas, New York at 705. Those are the key early games. And then you got um, St. Louis, Milwaukee at 740. Los Angeles, Colorado at 840. And you got your night games. I'll um, List two for you guys, Seattle-Oakland at 9.40 per little matchup, San Francisco versus San Diego as well. So, it's a lot of action going on in the MLB. I'll definitely be tuned in to playoff baseball 
not the much of a regular season guy because sometimes you pretty much know what's going to happen. But, I mean, for these teams that are participating, trying to get in through the wild card, that's where the surprise is coming. That's where the, you know, excitement comes in. And then when all these teams meet up, of course, for the, for, for those pennants in that championship, that's what we come for. Come on, Yankees. I wish the Angels would, you know, do something, but the Angels never going to do nothing. Can never keep Trout um, healthy. And now Otani, you know, with the you know, shoulder, you know, he'll still be playing a little bit, but that's what it is. Mind watch. Are you a AEW fan? Or are you a WWE fan? Or are you just in between and just enjoy wrestling and entertainment? And the last few years has been somewhat of a maybe change of the guards in the wrestling industry. Tony Kong and his AEW brand stomping, stomping, or trying to get up to the top of Vince McMahon's prestigious WWE brand, which we all know has been along for a very long time. And if you're not familiar with the WWE, Google WWF if it still comes up. Perhaps it does. This is what I get about it. This is what I love about it. This is what I hate about it. Everything in between. I'm going to give it to you guys. WWE's always going to have that top. Because no matter what, it's entertainment, it's a soap opera. What the AEW organization is doing is they're doing it the hood way. Bringing wrestlers in that don't really have to stretch to be there. Whenever they're on live, reach out to other organizations to keep your name relevant as well whenever the card is stacked or, you know, you don't want to be on the schedule, whatever the case is. Meanwhile, the WWE, they have their wrestlers, though they've made drastic cuts this year, and they run the script how it is, this is what it is, you're going to do it. Now, every, every organization does that, but the difference is with AEW is a bit more friendly. But a bit, a bit more friendly to me doesn't mean better. It just means something to sit back and pay attention to whenever your favorite organization, the WWE, may have a bad show, may not have something that you want to watch. You have AEW, as well as all these indie organizations. Shout out to all the indie organizations as well. For letting their people that are going to make sneak peeks in AEW, WWE ain't playing that. You got to be with them. Shout out to them. Shout out to the whole wrestling brand. And this whole COVID has really, really brought my fanism of wrestling to a whole new level. Didn't know how many fans there were all over the world. Now, you see it on TV and television and stuff, but to see it daily is amazing. I hate that people pit them against each other because at the end of the day, they're there to provide the audience with great material. In regards to what we think, they're going to be there forever. What champ do I like? I like Roman Reigns better than Kenny Omega, but that's not for wrestling reasons. That's just because of the style I would want to have. And that's cool. 
They got the Young Bucks over there. I like the Young Bucks. I like Cody Rhodes. I like a lot of their wrestlers over there. But WWE, I love the comedy. They they give you a little Back to WWE, AEW, you get a lot. You get a lot of in-between with the WWE. And sometimes that can be good, sometimes it can be bad, but they know that they're not there to please everybody. AEW right now, they're in the stage of, of course, their new organization is trying to please everybody. The new pickup. Shout out to them being on tonight from Off the Ass Stadium. Two former WWE superstars getting big opportunities tonight. Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, is getting a chance to be the world ladies champion as she battles Britt Baker, DMD. And Daniel, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, my guy, one of the best wrestlers of my time, man. Dude's a beast. He gets his opportunity early against Kenny Omega, a guy that he's wished to fight for a long time. And Daniel, you know, said his thank yous to WWE the other day. Unfortunately, he could not fulfill what WWE wanted him to do. He wants to be a wrestler full-time. WWE didn't want that with him. They didn't want to linger any more injuries than he's already had. So I can respect both parties for, you know, peacefully, you know, part ways. And tonight, he gets his chance on primetime television to take the belt from Kenny. Will they both do it? No, they will not. But this will bring eyes to the screen, which everybody in TV knows. That's the way to go. So when you're choosing AEW and WWE, when you're thinking of what to watch, know that these there's plenty of talent out here nowadays. And you can just sit back and say, I don't even want to watch none of this tonight. Let me put on some independent. Let me put on some TNA. Let me put on some New Japan. Put on some AAA. Like, you know, you can do things like that. And it's only going to grow. In another 5, 10 years, wrestling is going to be even bigger than it is right now. Bigger than what it was years ago. And bigger than it was years ago before that. And I'll keep watching. I remain to be a fan. I wish I could be a wrestler, but my days of paying people in the million dollar dream is just about over. But I will pitch you in the crossface chicken wing if needed. <laughs> and today, just some, you know. I call this freestyle stuff that I do. Some of just call it freestyle. This is new to the podcast. So I'm going to go at it. The Wolves, Timberwolves, that is Minnesota Fire Basketball President Operations today. Within the last few hours, that is. Now I believe speculation is saying that it's because the Ben Simmons deal didn't get um, put in to perfection. Maybe because Minnesota can't attract nobody. A different, a whole bunch of things can get, you know what I'm saying, thrown in the mix in this situation. Grilson Rosa out as Minnesota Timberwolves president of basketball operations. Now the Timberwolves will be looking for a new GM. Cat, where are you going? Some funny stuff happened the other day during the... Monday night game, Eli Payton Man, shout out to you guys, they have a 
show on ESPN2, basically visualizing the game from their eyes and ears, have some special guests, have Rob Gronkowski on here, Rob Gronkowski, shout it out, I don't watch film, I just ask Tom what's good with the play, basically where I gotta be, where I gotta be, etc, etc, I believe that, after a time, you don't really need to do nothing, in Gronk's sake, but just show up, because it's pretty much the same, Gronk's the best tight end that's ever played football, and not to throw shade at tight ends, but get on the line, you block, you break your man for whatever style you can break your man in. Now, if you're a superstar like Gronk was, you get extra routes and stuff. But in terms of what Gronk's there for now in Tampa Bay, hey, Gronk, man, keep doing what you do, man. They're going to bring OJ Howard in in a few weeks, and, you know, they're going to change it up, and Gronk's going to be able to rest and then not have to, you know, Read the playbook again or no plays. So that's what it is. Um, college football committee board delays vote on 12 team proposal for college football playoff. Check out college football this weekend. Check them out. And I believe, and I've been saying for a long time, there should be an extended playoff. It should extend it from 8 to 12 or 12 to 16. Feel like it brings more eyes. Feels like the competition steadies during the season, and it doesn't dry out. Forever, college football has been the same. Where we get the teams that usually start the season up top there with a little mix and sprinkles, but more of the case, it's more the teams that we know that's going to be it's easy mathematics. And a lot of sports and playoffs, they make situations like you know having one of the worst teams, and you know their conference, you know, hold a division game, hold a playoff game because they're leading in the division. And it's excitement, it's entertainment, that's what it's supposed to be, you know? A reason for the media to, you know, contrast and compare and to debate and to, you know, keep the money going. It's about that. Not even for the pockets, but just networking and it helps others. And even if one person's word gets to the other, it's gotten there. And we have to do a better job at that, you know what I'm saying? Continue to network with one another. We are here speaking our minds for the same reason, to be heard. And I hope I continue to be heard here on the Mind Watch podcast. Before I leave out, please follow Austin The Watch Show group. Please follow the Austin The Watch Show on Facebook. If you want to catch me, you can catch me, 2.1 on Facebook at T underscore Y88 on Instagram at Too Queasy on Twitter and I also have this podcast up on every platform there is hopefully so until next time everybody take care have a good Wednesday night